If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Episode 26 can be called The Race for the State Title. We'll talk with the coaches of Viking Track as they set their sights on repeating their AAA state championship. I had a chat with two former state champion runners, and we'll interview a college softball pitcher from dear old Ripley High. Viking Track is led by a husband and wife combo. Brian Johnson had this conversation with the Cunningham couple, who will be occupied this weekend with the state track and field meet. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by the Lady Viking and the Boys Viking track coaches, husband and wife, Jason and Crystal Cunningham. Crystal, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Talk about this team. You guys have states coming up. Uh, You just did really well in the regionals, and you're moving forward. Tell us about the girls on the team who will be competing in the state tournament and and what they will be competing in. Okay, Brian. um, First off, we have Olivia Miller and Gwyneth Gandy that made it in the pole vault. Um, Parker Anderson kind of came out and surprised us, and she made it in the shot, so that's pretty exciting for her. Um, We have Allison Fields that made it in the one, two, open four, and four by four. The open four is kind of new for her, um, but she can place in those top six, and we're really anxious to see how she can do in that. Um, We have the four by four team, which is Kiana Bolden, Tori Starcher, um, Cassidy Miller and Allison Fields. Um, along with Allison Fields in the 100, we have Kiana Baldwin, who um, is a freshman, and we really look for her to do big things. She's not picked in the top six, but she's one of those girls um, that can really surprise everybody and get in the top six. We have Cassidy Miller, who runs the 300 hurdles. Um, and like Kiana, she is not picked in the top six, but did place last year. And she's one of those girls that, with her speech, she can really surprise us. And we also have the 4 by 8 which is Jaden Casto, Haley McCune, Allison Knox, and Aubrey Stevens. Um, they made it last year, except for um, Haley McCune, who was a freshman. And um, they're actually running a lot better this year and doing really well. And then we have Tori Starcher, who is a member of the 4x4, the 8, 16, and 32. And we always look for her to do really good things. Super talented team, goes without saying. Won a state championship last year, uh, doing really well this year. These girls work really hard, Crystal. They do. They work really hard. We have some hard practices, some easy practices. We've had several injuries with shin splints and, you know, certain little injuries this year that comes along with running, but they've really pushed through, took care of themselves, and um, they've gotten where they are today. This is what you work for, get to the state tournament. I'm sure there's a side of you, uh, the girls as well, that uh, you want to get there. You want to win a state championship, but at the same time, you kind of hate to see the season end. It has gone really fast this year. I feel like it's faster than last year, actually. I'm really proud of them. We do have that chance to, you know, double up on a state championship. It's going to be hard. We have a lot of kids from Willing Park that came in that we've never heard of before, and they are top-notch. So a lot of things need to fall into place, but um, we honestly don't talk about it that much as a team because these girls already have so much pressure on their backs, and we don't really want to put more on them so if they just do what they're capable of everything will fall into place 
Now, Jason, let's come to your side of things, the boys' side. Uh, the girls have, have whipped our tail uh, pretty much all year long. We don't have as many guys competing in the state tournament as the girls, but we do have some guys that, uh, as you mentioned, one of them is favored to win it. Yeah, Evan King is favored to win as of now in the pole vault, boys' pole vault. Um, Caleb Banton is also uh, picked finished in the top six, and he could easily spring up there and – actually challenge Evan for a state championship I think um, other than those two we have um, we also qualified in the 4x4 four four and the 4x8 and the the boys in the 4x4 four four are um, Evan Anderson a freshman that I'm really excited about I think he's going to do big things big things while he's uh, a Viking um, Isaac Putnam who's been a, a great story all year long he's a uh, basically at least this is the first year running track and he has at least tried i think every event that's out there we even had him throwing discs at a couple meets just to see what he could do uh he was also a really good uh, high jumper this year that he fell just a little bit short in regional so he didn't qualify for states in that um the other members of the four by four are um chase pepper another talented freshman and also senior um brandon cochran and uh, Brandon's, he actually, he was took last year off, I think, to concentrate on soccer, and he's came back out this year and really, really improved from the beginning of the season. Um, and the four by eight, we also uh, Chase also qualified in the four by eight along with Brandon, and then also on that team we have Noah Kessel um, and Bradley Yost. Bradley's also a senior, and. Uh, he kind of he was also he split time with tennis this year, so he he's kind of in and out, and he he snuck in there on the on the four by eight team. Tell tell me about you, you were telling me before we talked. This is really your first go at track. You didn't you're like me. You didn't run track uh, in high school. Uh, what have you learned? How much uh, how exciting has it been for you to be a part of this, and then obviously working with your wife? It's been great. It's been a really exciting year. Um, that, honestly, I never even went to a track meet until. <laughs> Crystal's first year as head coach was last year, and that was my first real experience of track. And then it came up that the boys the boys needed a head coach, so I was like, "Well, I'm around anyhow. I might as well throw my name in the ring and see what happens." So I don't know if it was by luck or if I was the only one that applied, but <laughs> well, I'm the head coach. So, uh, but it's, it's been a great year. Like she said, it has flown by. It's crazy how much how much quicker it is when you're you're here every day after school and practice and stuff it seems like it goes quicker that way than if you're just hitting the weekends at the meets crystal i'm gonna ask you this question uh, track meets can take a long time they can take a, a better part of a day as a coach how difficult is it for you to stay locked in on all the different events all the different uh, guys and gals that you have out there competing uh, that has to be a little bit exhausting as a coach it is really hard. I feel like we try to do the best that we can. Um, pole vault's always hard to get to because, like, you'll have, um, like, the boys at one and the girls at the other. And so you kind of have to jumble pole vault, high jump, and then long jump all together. Um, shot put and disc is usually probably the hardest to get to because it's hardly ever on the field. We are one of the fields that actually has shot put and disc right here where you can see them. So at the home meet, it wasn't bad. But, you know, go to Cabell Midland, they're completely – you know, by the softball field, you can't even see them from the track. So there's definitely meets that they're hard to get to. I'm going to ask each of you one question. I'm going to give Jason the go, and I'm Crystal. I'm going to let you go last because I'm married and I know how this works. 
What's it like working with your wife? How much fun has it been for you? And be very careful how you answer this. <laughs> I got a good answer for this. She was worried initially when I even applied that, that we have no problems. This is going to be our first fight. We're going to fight all season. And actually, it's been, I don't think we've fought once this season. So it's, it's been a surprise, I guess, how well we actually do get along as coaches too. But it's one of those things. She ran track in high school and cross country too in college and uh obviously i have very little experience so it's one of those things where she she comes up with the workouts and uh i help enforce it (laughs) you defer to her correct i'm gonna ask you that question now crystal i was worried coming in just because i mean sometimes it's hard to work with family members and i didn't know how it would be but he is my best friend and that will never change so we have gotten along great and kind of helped each other along the way taught each other new things learned new things and it's just been a great experience can't wait till next year guys thanks so much for the time best of luck this weekend go win another state championship we appreciate the time thanks brian And, Rube, the state track and field championship is this weekend. The Vikings will have 11 participants on the ladies' side, nine on the boys' side, and all 20 of them are going to have to uh, kick in this week if the Vikings want to have a state championship. That's pretty neat if the Lady Vikings can pull this off once again, and we certainly wish them the best of luck down at Lately Field. Now the mother of three, Amaris Easter Landis was a state champion sprinter and still a Ripley High record holder. As the uh, Lady Viking track team gets ready to uh, go down to the state track meet in Charleston, we're speaking with someone who has quite a bit of experience in in that area. And uh, she was known in high school as Amaris Easter. She's now Amaris Landis. And she was quite the uh, track runner extraordinaire. So Amaris, thank you for being with us this evening. Oh, thanks for reaching out. It's it's nice to think back to old memories. And Amaris, um, tell us about uh, when you, at what point in your life uh, did you realize that, hey, this running thing is, is pretty fun. I might be pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah, that is a funny question because I can remember pretty vividly, and I don't have a great memory sometimes, but I can remember when I was in elementary school and we'd be in gym class and we'd have to run from one side of the gym to the other and have a race that I could always win those races and that was pretty early on and I would beat everybody in gym class all the boys too and so my mind I thought hey I can beat all the boys I must be pretty fat (laughs) (laughs) well you continued to win and win and win and uh, you still have the um, school record in three track events the 100 meters the 200 meters and the 400 meters, and the uh, special thing about the 400 is that you were also uh, a state champion that year. Yep, the 400, that was by far my favorite race, and it's crazy to think I still have those records. It's nice that I have that to still hang on to. (laughs) And after high school, uh, Amaris, you uh, chose uh, Rice University in Texas, and uh, that might sound like an unusual choice from someone in uh, a dear old Ripley High, but how did you end up at Rice University? Yeah, the Rice Owls, you know, it's, it's funny. I hadn't really even heard of Rice before I started looking into which school I should go to. I and I knew I wanted to go to academically. And my dad, who was always a huge supporter, and... 
advocate and helped me through everything with sports as well as school, found the person that could help put together a, a video that would kind of sell all of my credentials, everything I did with running, everything I did in school. And this service, they sent out the video across the country to all different schools, and Rice happened to be one that contacted me, and it was, you know, Google One School had a strong track team, all the coach, and they also are a great school academically, so it worked out to be a perfect match, even though, you know, it's a small school, 2,600 undergrads when I was there. Um, but it just fell on my radar, and after I learned more about them, it felt like it was the right fit. Amaris, the, the, the girls' track team at the high school, they're having uh, a pretty good run, pardon the pun, uh, themselves. They were state <laughs> champions last year, and they have a shot uh, at repeating this year. But if you were to give some advice uh, to the runners, especially uh, in, the, in the sprint events, uh, what would you share with them about how to get ready for that uh, state track meet down in Charleston? Sure. Well, I've been, yeah, I haven't followed all the results closely, but I have heard that the teams have been doing really well, and it's so exciting to see, and I love that they um, were state champions last year. That was so exciting when I heard that. I know there's some really, really great runners on the team. You know, one of the things that really helped me was to make sure that I had my mind focused, and you can't underestimate how important it is to make sure that you're focused on the right things, but also keeping yourself in a calm place. So only before the race, um, at least the day before, so that I was taking it easy and taking care of myself, making sure I'm eating well. But the day of the race, I would always take time to be by myself for a while and clear my mind, focus on the race. And with sprints, it's a little easier, I think, to do this. But you can envision, envision everything that's happening from when I walk up to the line to get into the blocks, my routine, getting into the blocks, and then picturing what the race would look like. So picturing every part of it beforehand to get my mind ready to say, you know, I want to run this race. And thinking through what that looks like beforehand, I think really helps me. Um, I also think it's helpful to be positive about it. You know, going into a race thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to beat this person you sell yourself out before you get started. So I would always have a very positive mindset and optimistic mindset on winning the race beforehand. Very good. And Amaris, um, after college, you briefly entered the, the corporate world and now are taking on a different role. So bring us up to date on the, on the life and times of uh, Amaris. <laughs> so I had a career in HR and absolutely loved it. And I was going through corporate roles and had a very successful career but I got to the point where I just felt pulled in so many directions and we were blessed to have the opportunity for me to stay home so Justin and I decided for me to be back after our first girl was born after about a year into Maggie being born so we have three girls Maggie who's six uh, who's just finishing up her first year of kindergarten Ellie who is two and Full of life and spirit as a brand new baby girl, Annabelle, who is not even two months old yet. Um, she's about eight weeks old. Um, eight weeks old today, actually. So we are very busy with our three little girls, and I just turned 40 and just had my third little baby. So a big accomplishment at 40. That is awesome. And I understand uh, Justin is in the real estate world now. He is. He is. You know, not something, not somewhere he ever thought he would be, but boy, he has done such a great job uh, starting his own business, and he has a team of over almost 30 people now. 
and it's going great. And you know, real estate's great in Atlanta right now, but he also has done such a great job building a team and really focusing on the people on his team. And um, one of the side notes that I will say that I've been really proud of him and his whole team and just what he's been able to do with giving back to the community. He's been very focused on how he can take the success and give back. And he's really, he's put his money towards um, homelessness and trying to fight that across Atlanta. And he's done a lot to do good with our success that we've had. Well, Amaris, that, that is outstanding, and I know that between the two of you, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure if you have a trophy room uh, in the Landis home, but between uh, your track exploits and Justin making it, uh, being a, a state baseball champion and making it to the state basketball tournament that year, you could pretty, probably put together a pretty impressive display. <laughs> uh, well, our parents have kept a lot of those things, so they can... Uh definitely probably put aside especially with all of the things Justin has I know his mom has kept a lot of things and every time they come and visit they bring a new box of things that were Justin's <laughs> from his house um, but you know we try not to keep too much stuff mine is in a big bin in the garage in this huge container of all the things that I've gathered over the years that I've kept well. I told Justin I'd have to dust it off to try to remember it well, Amaris, you had quite an impressive career, and we're very proud of uh, what you and Justin uh, have become. So thank you very much for sharing your time with us. Sure, and best of luck to the Vikings this weekend. Can't wait to see what happens. And Rube, Amaris married her high school sweetheart in Justin Landis. Pretty cool story. And as we talked about in the interview, what an amazing couple. As While she was winning at the state track meet, uh, Justin was winning a state baseball championship and also uh, qualified for the state basketball tournament. What a trophy room. Let's go Big Blue. He was a state champion in track, and he excelled in cross country in college. He's former Ripley runner Robert Keller. All right, our guest on Viking 360 is Robert Keller, who was a standout with both the cross country and the track programs in his Tenure at Ripley High, graduating uh, with the class of 1994. Robert, thank you for being with us this evening. Oh, thank you for having me. Robert, let's go back in time to uh, around 93 and 94, and, and what was it like to be part of the uh, cross-country and, and the track programs at, at Ripley High at the time? Oh, it's, uh, this is really cool because cross-country was... Not really very well heard of or well promoted until we started winning. It was, uh, it's a very cool culture to be a part of. And Robert, you had quite a bit of success during track season, and uh, by this point in time, that you you knew that you had qualified uh, for the state meet. And tell us what it's like to compete in that atmosphere in Charleston, knowing that the, you're, you're going up against the best in the state? Oh, yes. Um, at the time, I was I, number two as far as uh, time for the mile, so it was kind of targeted on the back, so to speak. But uh, back in the day, I had a uh, really friendly competition with a guy from a GW High School, which coincidentally in the conference, but we saw each other frequently, so it was always a back and forth. But uh, uh, my name is Bill Carney. I still remember that name to this day. <laughs> it's been 20 plus years. But 
pony still sticks out. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a very good rivalry, and I remember the assistant coach, uh, Don Smith, born, they were telling me, tell Keller, you should win this thing. <laughs> and that's the one uh, thing that stuck, stuck out uh, the week prior to the week. Of course, we had a delay because of the measles outbreak up in the back order. Yeah. So it was instead of late May, we were June, uh, something or another. I can't remember the date exactly, but um, it was an extra couple of weeks of hanging out in the sun. And Robert, you went on to run uh, an, an incredible uh, race uh, down there at Lady Field. Tell us about that and, and how it ended, and tell us about your time. Uh, no one, to my recollection, uh, no one worked 4.30 that year, so it was, uh, the goal was the four, break the 4.30 mile. That way Marshall University would look at me. Um, so uh, it was a pretty hot day. It was a good run. Uh, I broke out slow. My uh, uh, cohort, uh, Brett Hunt, who was the uh, champion at the uh, cross country meet, in 93, the fall of 93, um, he took off early. Uh, he paced the race. Uh, I remember uh, 600 meters left in the race. He whispered in my ear, go rock, and uh, didn't look back. Um, fortunately, with the 600 meter uh, kind of sprint at the end, uh, it uh, solidified the race for him. And your your winning time was four twenty nine point one four. You were telling me, and that was good enough. Um, yeah, that was uh, good enough to break the school record, which that was kind of the goal from the onset of the spring, and uh, yeah, it got me where I am today. That's awesome. And Robert, after high school, after high school, you mentioned the Marshall University as a possibility, but actually, you end up ended up as a cross country runner at Alderson Broadus. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm not the greatest cross country runner in the world, but it was uh, uh, winning that uh, race enabled me to become, or at least, got uh, a position to interview for a spot in the physician assistant program straight out of high school, which is unheard of nowadays. And um, they locked me in. I ran for four years there. Graduated with a uh, bachelor's degree as a physician assistant. And I'm a PA working at 23 years of age. So that was uh, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, really. And, and Robert, um, tell us where you are now. Uh, at, uh, at what facility are, are you working? You're down in North Carolina now? Correct. I'm uh, down in uh, Gulf Heaven, Pinehurst, North Carolina. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen the 99 Open with uh, Payne Stewart with uh, Punch in the Air, uh, celebrating like a typical white guy if we don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, down in Pinehurst, North Carolina now, I work in orthopedic surgery. We subspecialize in hip and knee replacements, which in uh, a retirement community, that's uh, a good place to be. Um, but uh, yeah, life is good. Life is very good. I've been down here since '01, and uh, I don't intend to leave me. And uh, tell us about your family, Robert. Yeah, uh, I'm married to uh, a lady I met. Actually, Roger, or uh, Shocker, I met her at work. 
she was a surgical tech at the time. Now she's a nurse uh, as a clinical supervisor in the OR. Uh, we have a son who's seven years of age who hates running. <laughs> we tried to get him into a little running program over the summer, and it did not take. So, Robert, do you, do you have an opportunity to uh, make it back home very often, perhaps uh, running that firecracker race on the 4th of July? Uh, I'm going to try. Um, right now, the way I feel right now, I'm too fat and too old. I'd rather play golf. <laughs> and you're in a right place to play golf. So. You got that right. Robert, thank you so much for um, spending time with us, and uh, good luck as your career progresses down in uh, North Carolina. Hey, Rube, thanks for the call. Always a pleasure. Hope everyone's doing well with yourself. Rube, Robert, a very accomplished runner, obviously, but he was also surrounded by a lot of good runners as well. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, the 4x800-meter relay team also um, set a school record, and that group uh, consists of, of course, Robert Keller, uh, Mike Parsons, the late Matt Roberts, and someone that you'll be talking to soon, uh, Brett Hunt. He'll be featured on a future episode of Viking 360. The Petersons know how to pitch. We saw that from Viking senior Dane Peterson this spring. At the same time, his sister Darby was mowing him down on the diamond for the Fairmont State softball team. All right, when someone says, hey, that Peterson's not a bad pitcher, they could be talking about baseball with Dane, or they could be talking about our guest today on Viking 360, his uh, younger, his older sister, I'm sorry, Darby. Darby, thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. And Darby, you um, are well into your career at Fairmont State University. Tell us how things are going up there with the Falcons. Um, they're going good. So we just went to conference a couple weeks ago, and we won our first game there. And we lost the next two, and it was double elimination. So now we're finished with our season for the year. But I think this year we had one of the most winning seasons that we've had in the past couple of years, so that was good. And I noticed you had some pretty um, impressive stats in the uh, just-completed uh, season. Uh, picked up five wins, a, uh, an impressive uh, 2.57 earn, earn run average, um, 38 um, strikeouts. So were you pretty pleased with how your season went? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning I struggled a little bit. Um which I have a tendency to do that. I don't know why. And then at the end of the year, I picked it up and started really uh, playing. And Darby, I know with uh, with uh, college baseball, uh, allowing um, pitchers to hit is sort of taboo. They really don't like to do that. But in softball, I noticed you had uh, a few at-bats and, and, and contributed offensively. Yeah, so they don't let us hit um, – consistently all the time but sometimes like I know one game when I wasn't pitching I was just like the designated player just hit that game so it's usually like not when we're pitching they'll let us hit but if someone else is pitching they'll let us go in and hit for somebody else. Now as a college uh, softball player are you expected to do certain things during the off season during the summer months or do you take a break at the time? Oh yeah, so after the season ends, I usually take about a month or so off and just let my body like, re like relax and have fun, like doing other things other than softball, but here in about June, I'll probably, which I'm still working out, but here in about June, I'll probably start um, pitching and hitting again.
And Darby, uh, academically, bring us up to date on how things are going. Well, so I have one more year. I'm, or I, sorry, my degree is in accounting and economics, so I have one more year for my undergrad. And um, I think I have a 3.9 GPA, and then I will go to WVU for one year to get my master's. Excellent. Well, that's the plan right now. Yeah. Have you had a chance to, I know you're busy with your own season, but did you get a chance to watch your, your brother uh, Dane pitch any this year? No, I didn't this year. I did the past two years, but this year I didn't get to. Well, thank you. Actually, so wait, no. I went, to the, I went to the game that they played against Morgantown, actually. Sorry. Well, uh, that was great. That. Yeah, that was a big, uh, big victory for the Vikings up in Morgantown. Yeah, it was. So that was exciting. And Dane pitched, so that was cool. Well, Darby, thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us, and, and good luck as you begin to wrap up your season at Fairmont State. Okay, thank you. That'll put a wrap on episode 26 of Viking 360, and remember to tune in to future episodes. We'll have former Viking shortstop Remy Boyce, former state championship runner Brett Hunt, and we will unveil some all-decade teams from Ripley High School. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications. Thanks for listening to Viking 360. We'll see you around.